This is episode number 139, and today we are recapping week 20 of the Practical Christian Podcast. Welcome to the Practical Christian Podcast. My name is Travis Albritton, your friendly neighborhood Bible teacher, and every day we'll dive into the tips, tricks, and hacks that you can implement in your daily life to become a more effective Christian. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let's jump in to your daily dose of Practical Christian training. 20 seems like a big number when you start counting weeks. <laughs> it, it seems crazy that we're already at episode 139, even though, you know, just yesterday we started this whole thing together. But uh, this week was a, I think it was a really good week as far as uh, episodes go. I hope you felt the same way. But we kick things off as normal with our interview of the week. And this one, I think, really stood apart in several ways. I got to sit down with Tim Challies, who is a very accomplished, reformed pastor, blogger, author, all around extraordinaire. And we talked about a couple things. We talked about his blog. We talked about, uh, because that's his main source of income at this point in time and his main ministry focus. We talked about spiritual books, but then we really dove into Calvinism and Arminianism, which is basically two different schools of thought about the role that God plays in us coming to faith, in us pursuing God with all of our hearts and becoming Christians. And the reason I think that discussion was so remarkable is not because it was a debate to declare a winner, but that it was an exchanging of ideas and contending with opposing viewpoints in a way that was both respectful and productive and and really just constructive. And, uh, you know, at the very end, we, we were able to really come to some common grounds just around the discussion itself, not in the theology that we hold, which I doubt has changed for either of us, but just the, the mindset that we should have and the humility that we should have towards God's word. Uh, when it comes to answering these kinds of really deep questions about the mind of God and, and the will of God and God's nature, which leads me into episode number 134, which we posted on Monday, where uh, I highlighted Tim's mindset and perspective when it comes to uh, understanding God and understanding what it means to be a Christian. And I think it was just so clearly stated and uh, just so powerful that I read it in the interview and then, you know, recapped it on Monday, which is that he considers himself to be unfinished theologically, that he sees the value and the truth that came out of the Reformation uh, in the Middle Ages and, you know, really reforming the Catholic Church and leading to Protestantism. But he also recognizes that it's not perfect, that it's not complete, that that theology is not complete. And so he's eager to learn more about God and learn more about areas where he can improve as he studies out God's word and as God instructs him and corrects him. And really just put to words what I had been trying to uh, make sense of myself. You know, I, I had a lot of similar thoughts and uh, just did not have an eloquent way to put them. And so I think it is so important to remember that we're all on this journey together. We're all on this continuum of spiritual growth, and that none of us have arrived. All of us have room to grow. And, uh, and really just looked back at the Berean Jews that in the book of Acts are lifted up as being a noble, very noble character, because when Paul came to Berea and started preaching about Jesus, they not only listened to what he had to say, they also went back to the scriptures 
to make sure that what Paul was saying matched what the scripture said. And the reason that that's so powerful in this context is because in order for them to become Christians, they had to accept that they were wrong about Jesus, that they had not considered Jesus being the Messiah before, but now they needed to change their perspective and change their beliefs and leave behind a lot of their Jewish upbringing and their Jewish tradition. And so just a reminder to us that if we want to be of noble character like the Bereans, we need to be willing to be corrected. We need to be willing to accept that there are going to be blind spots in our faith, in our ideology, and to be humble enough to accept those as God reveals them to us. In episode number 135, we talked about how to make a disciple. Yeah, it's not, it's not rocket science. It's, just, it's, it's actually pretty straightforward when you understand three important steps, three important steps that every single person who is not a disciple needs to take to become a disciple. First step, you have to accept that Jesus is who he says he is. If you do not believe that Jesus is the Son of God, if you do not believe he died for your sins, really, that's, you can't go much farther than that. That's the whole pinnacle, the whole, the whole crux of the Christian uh, tradition. And so, if, if you're not going to if you're not going to give Jesus his due and acknowledge that he's the son of God, well, then you can't be a disciple. The second step is that someone needs to accept the authority of Jesus in their life. That being a disciple means that you are reshaping your life to imitate Jesus's. And so that means doing what he wants you to do instead of what you want to do and denying yourself in order to do that. And so Jesus, is, Jesus has to be calling the shots in your life. And you have to be willing to accept that authority. And then the third thing that you have to do to become a disciple is you have to be born again. Jesus said, you know, you cannot enter into the kingdom of God unless you're born of water and spirit. You can't, you have to be born again spiritually. You have to enter into the authority of God and his kingdom by being born again. And what does that mean to be born again? It means to be reborn spiritually, that you have to die to your old self and be raised from the dead to live a new life, a life that's free from sin and devoted to to serving Jesus and to serving God. All right, so those are the three steps. And when you understand those three steps, it's not so crazy anymore, is it? Like anyone can really make a disciple. You just have to help someone go through those three stages. And then in episode 136, we dove a little bit deeper into what that third step looks like, being born again, and how baptism interacts with that. Um, cause there's a lot, there's a lot of, uh, thoughts about baptism, about what it's for, about its significance and about its purpose. And so we just walked through the new Testament and looked at different scriptures, looked at Paul's conversion, looked at, uh, what Paul says about baptism after the fact, as he's instructing the Christian churches. And what we discovered was a couple really key things. N- number one, the early church taught that it's during baptism, at the point of baptism, that your sins are forgiven. This is both in Paul's instructions to the church in Rome in chapter 6, and also in the retelling of his own conversion story. So if you remember, he was going to Damascus to persecute Christians. Jesus confronts him in a vision. He's blinded. He's led to Damascus where he has to wait for days, and he has no idea what's going to happen if God's going to strike him down because he's been opposing him this whole time, or if he's going to extend grace and give him a second chance. And when Ananias comes to tell Paul what God told Ananias to say to Paul, uh, he says, 
you know, get up, be baptized, washing your sins away. And that was Paul retelling his own story, saying that was the point where my sins were washed away when I was baptized. And so, but it's not because baptism is a good work that you do that forces God's hand, where, you know, getting dipped underwater is some magical, uh, superstitious thing that we get to do that, you know, forces God to forgive us of our sins. It's not a work. It's not, it's not salvation by works. You know, in Colossians 2, we learn that baptism is an act of faith, because what you're counting on is for God to raise you from the dead, just like he raised Jesus from the dead. That's the whole being born again cycle, right? That we acknowledge that we're dead in our sins, in our transgressions, that we've separated ourselves from God, and that we need an intercessor. We need someone to come in and take the penalty for our sin, and we need God to raise us from the dead to live a new life. And that all of that faith is wrapped up in the moment of baptism, of committing yourself to following Jesus. So hopefully that episode kind of, you know, painted a, a good picture of what the New Testament teaches about baptism, about what the first century church taught about baptism, just to help clarify a couple things for you. In episode number 137, we talked about gossip. Gossip is not something that gets talked about very often. It's not something that gets addressed very often, but it really is serious. You know, gossiping about people destroys the confidence that they have in us. It destroys relationships. And so it is really serious. And we talked about specifically how to avoid gossip at work, because work is one of those places where it just seems to keep coming up, no matter what we do to avoid it. And so uh, a couple of different things. Number one, you can try to change the conversation. You can try and change the subject. So if you're gossiping about that boss that nobody likes, you know, change it to something else. Start talking about the, the football game or, you know, what you did over the weekend or something like that. If that doesn't work, you can uh, speak up and say, hey, guys, I don't think we should be talking about this. And then if that still doesn't work, then you can just walk away. It is totally fine to walk away from a gossipful conversation. And people might think you're weird. People might think that you're a little too religious, that you take your, uh, take your religion a little too seriously. You just need to lighten up and enjoy the hearty conversation at someone else's expense. But at the end of the day, guys, remember that when you are living a life in the light, when you are walking in accordance with God's word, you are going to stand out. You're going to stand out because people are going to have to come to terms with the fact that they are not following God when they can so clearly see the fruit of your life. Now, the goal is not to make people feel bad. The goal is not to try and uh, you know, communicate that we're better than someone. That's not it. We're just trying to be like Jesus and let other people come to grips with that, what that means for themselves. And in yesterday's episode, in our Fan Friday edition, I actually revisited a previous episode where we, I had talked about Jesus Fish stickers and kind of went on a little bit of a rant, probably the most rant-like episode we have done so far. And I got a lot of feedback, and the feedback was essentially, I think you were uh, pretty harsh on those Jesus Fish stickers, maybe a little too harsh. And in going back and reanalyzing where I was coming from and maybe what else could have been going on, I think at the end of the day, the reason why I felt so strongly or felt the way that I did is because I had associated Jesus fish stickers on cars with cultural Christians, which were Christians that don't really live out the Bible, that aren't really trying to be disciples of Jesus, 
they, uh, you know, they say the right things. They uh, apparently believe the right things, but their life does not reflect that. It doesn't reflect someone who's passionate about God's word and about pleasing God. And so I kind of took out all that vitriol and all that frustration on Jesus fish stickers, which had come to symbolize in my mind those kinds of Christians. And so just in revisiting whether or not it's appropriate to have Jesus fish stickers, um, you know, it is totally fine. Go ahead and put a fish sticker on your car. Go ahead and put a church sticker on your car. Go ahead and wear a cross necklace. Just don't allow those things to replace God's call to make disciples and to be an example. And that's really what it is. We don't want these things to become a crutch for us where we stop actually obeying the scriptures and say, well, I'm doing this. You know, I put a sticker on my car, so that's being evangelistic. No, it really isn't. You know, there's nothing wrong with the sticker. Just don't forget what's really important. Well, that is it for this week. Make sure to smash that subscribe button to get access to daily practical tips just like these. Leave a review in Apple Podcasts to let me know what you think so far of the podcast. And make sure to head over to the podcast Facebook group to connect with me and help decide future episode topics. Every day is an opportunity to grow closer to God and make a positive impact on the people around you. Take action with what you've learned and help make the world a little more like heaven. I'm Travis Albritton, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.